Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. I hope everyone is having an amazing Wednesday. An amazing Wednesday. I was up at six, which is my usual time to wake up. And because I did not get up to use the potty like I normally do, um, I fell back asleep. So I would have been on like track, track. I would have had yoga done by now if I wouldn't have fallen back to sleep. But today we're going to talk about something that I've been guilty of. Y'all been guilty of. We need to change some things. So how many people are familiar with that? That that uh, there, Well, there's so many different ones going around online. The, the, the picture where it tells you to look at it and a 3D image is supposed to pop out at you. And I know I've looked at some of those things and been like, I don't know what they talking about. I don't see nothing. Or I see stuff and it's like, I ain't see what I just saw. The problem with those of us that can't see the image is that we're not trying to look through it. We're looking at it and expecting it to jump out at us. And that's not how it works. The image pops out at you when you look through it. So you're not looking directly at it. How that relates to life is we tend to look at our life storms head on. We talk about what it is, what we don't like about it how it's pissing us off, how it's your fault, and I can't believe, instead of taking a step back and saying, you know what, I need to look through it. What is the lesson I'm supposed to learn from it? What is it supposed to teach me? Because everything we encounter in life has a purpose. It serves a purpose. However, because we're so egocentric, we choose to look at it and come up with all of this, all the negative stuff about it, instead of looking through it to see what it's supposed to teach you, what could possibly be on the other side of it, and how it can help you for the better. We have been conditioned to look at things and see the worst possible case scenario. And then when we focus on what we see right in front of us, what happens? You get frustrated. You get angry. You start playing the blame game. You're like, I can't believe I'm like this. Cause I know for me, especially I thought at, at this period in my life, because see, I had a whole plan. You know, once I graduated from college in 2010, I was going to get a teaching job and that was going to be the job I retired from. And that, well, not really, because my goal was, this is when I thought you had to become a principal, was to become a principal and then become superintendent. And then I fine tuned it a little bit and said, well, I'm going to skip the principal part of it. And I want to be the superintendent of curriculum because curriculum, and I'm just being honest, because I'm a former teacher and I can speak to it because I've seen curriculum and it sucks. It does not teach everything students need to need to learn. And it's just teaching them stuff just for the sake of teaching, not for them to actually learn something usable. So I was that teacher, you know, that I went found usable stuff because all of my students, I want to say 98% of my students were ESL students. So many of them from Mexico, from other Spanish speaking countries, 
And they, some of them had never gone to elementary school, or if they did, they missed like two or three of the important years of elementary school. So how can I, as a freshman teacher, teach these kids Shakespeare when I hated Shakespeare in high school? I'm just being real. I purposely did not take Shakespeare in college because I didn't like it in high school. And I did myself a disservice because Shakespeare has a lot of wisdom and philosophy and a lot of he had because y'all know I got a sarcastic sense of humor. He had a whole he got a whole lot of sexual innuendos in there that will just make you laugh. You'll be like, you old pervert, you old William. But I didn't take it in college. And so as a high school English teacher, it came back to bite me in the butt because I had to teach Romeo and Juliet. I had to teach uh, Macbeth when I student taught. And I'm like, oh, man, why? Uh, but you know what? Instead of looking at my dislike for Shakespeare from high school, I looked at what it could teach my students. And when I looked at it from that perspective, I looked for things that would make it fun and interesting for them to learn because again, some of them missed like, like two or three years in elementary school. So I couldn't expect them to read old English and know what the heck it meant. Because I know I didn't at that, at that, um, at that grade or at that age, even though I didn't miss nearly as much school as they did. So I had to find, I had to meet them where they were. So I went and found Mexican love stories, Italian love stories that mirrored Romeo and Juliet taught them and to get them like zoomed in completely. I taught them how to cuss in old English. And I could always tell my students in the hallway because I was the only English teacher doing it. And them walking down the hallway, hurling Shakespearean insults at each other. And they were drawn in. I had their attention. I had their, they had friends who were like, I want to go to Miss Frank's class because they up in there having fun and they're learning. So I had to meet them where they were. Had I approached it through my Shakespeare experience from high school, I never would have been able to reach them to actually get them excited about learning. I had to look through it. I couldn't look at it head on. I had to look through it and what it was going to benefit. It made some of the most reluctant students fall in love with reading. In my classroom, much like in my house, I have books for days. I have a bookshelf here next to my desk. I have two of them out in my living room. I have books in 33-gallon totes because there's not enough room in here. And in my classroom, I had, let me see, one, two, three. I had four bookcases. Two of them were six-foot bookcases. So my students could check out a book. So when a lot of teachers were like, I don't believe, I can't believe you're letting them kids read graphic novels. I didn't care about the fact that it was a graphic novel. I cared about the fact that they were reading. I didn't look at it from this perspective. I looked at it long-term. And what happened? Some of those most reluctant readers, most reluctant students became some of my best students because I met them where they were and took them where I needed them to be so they could learn what they needed to learn. We have to approach life that way. We can't Look at our problems and the things we don't like and just stare them in the face. And the more you stare at something you don't like, what happens? The more anxiety it brings up, the more resentment and bitterness it brings up. And then when all of that stuff bubbles over to the surface, it starts spilling over 
and starts affecting everybody you come in contact with. Your kids come say, hey, mom, hey, dad. You know, they're trying to, you know, make jokes and whatnot. And you're being short with them because you're staring your problems head on instead of the, the long road. What is it? What what am I supposed to do differently? What do I need to do to navigate this and get to here? What lesson am I supposed to learn? Because we as grown-ups think we ain't supposed to learn none because we think we've arrived. And I'm here to tell you that we so have not. So have not. Because as our times evolve, our thought process needs to evolve. The way that we do things needs to evolve the way that we interact with people needs to revolve to to evolve we're dealing with things we face things we problem solve things based on an antiquated mindset and i know some of y'all don't want to hear that i know y'all don't want to hear that but we're viewing things from an old programming that no longer serves us because our parents and our grandparents didn't have technology. The technology they had to deal with was going to the store, you know, and they still had to figure out how much change. They didn't have the cash register that told them how much change to give back. They had some place, there are some places that still, you know, because grandmoms and grandpops still running the show, they still use a paper and pencil to, to figure out how much this costs and how much change you get back. We are living under old, an old mindset that's not serving us. And we keep approaching everything from that old mindset because it's right here and it's easy and it's familiar. Because when we look at the long road, we don't know what we're going to encounter because we're so focused on what's right here. Einstein said that the, what, what something about insanity, doing, the, the measure of insanity being, you know, doing the same things over and over and over again, the same way and expecting a different outcome. It's not realistic. We don't live in 1980. We don't even, we don't live in 1990s, not, not even not 2000 because the way that things were done then compared to now completely different because technology is continuously evolving and we keep doing things from a 2000, 1990, 1980, 1970, 1960, 1950 mindset and expecting things to work out because we're focused right here. Because if we think about, you know, the long haul, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't control, you know, what I don't know. So I'm going to hang out here because it's more familiar to me. And if it's more familiar to me, I'm comfortable in it, even though it's not serving me. So I just challenge you to view things differently. Instead of looking at it, look through it. Yes, we don't like the way. Okay, so you sound crazy too. You can get off of there. Um, so when, um, uh, let's see, we're blocking him because we don't have time for negativity over on this feed. So this is the this is the deal. And I'm just going to preface it by saying this. When you come on my platform, if you cannot be respectful, I will block you right on, on site because I come here to share positivity and to educate people and challenge you to think differently if you don't like what things are. So if you 
don't like what I'm talking about, you can scroll past. You can unfriend me, unfollow me, whatever. I didn't ask you to come here, sweetheart. So you don't come here trying to make light of anything because you sound crazy and uh, you don't know what you're talking about. And this fool can't even spell. So like I was saying, in order to change anything, you can't keep looking at it. You have to look through it. When you look through it, it's going to challenge everything that you thought you knew. Because again, we're operating under what our parents taught us, whether they verbally spoke it or whether they modeled certain behaviors that we picked up. If you look at anything you do in life, and how many times have you said, oh my God, I sound like my mom. Oh my God, that is something my dad would do. I know I've caught myself saying it and many a times. And then we keep doing what they kept doing. And then we keep getting the same results. And then we get frustrated. And we, instead of taking a, a pause break and saying, okay, that's not working. I need to try something different. What can I try differently? How uncomfortable am I willing to get to reach the results that I desire. It all starts with taking account, take an assessment of where you are and where you desire to go and what that that you desire is going to require of you because we have to become a different version of ourselves for every leg of this journey. I'm not the same person I was a year ago. My mindset is completely different. I'm not the same person I was five years ago, even 10 years ago. Why? Because I, I keep my mind open to checking myself, being honest with myself about those uncomfortable things that we compartmentalize because we don't want to be bothered with. And I knew that the life that I was living was not the life I desired to live over the course of my life. I knew that the life that my mother lived was not what I wanted. I knew that the life I had with my ex-husband was not the life that I wanted. So I had to be honest with myself because as adults, we control what we do and what we don't do. And when you're 50, 60, 70 years old, if you're sitting there with, with complaints or regrets, you only have yourself to blame because it was up to you. You can't blame your parents anymore. They did what they did because they didn't know what you know. Um, I think it was Abraham Hicks that said, when you know, I think I wrote it down on a card because when I come across things online, I write them down when they when they stick out to me. And she said, oh gosh, it's probably in one of my other. Yeah, I think it's with my it's in one of my other things that I because I have notes all over the place all over the place. And I know I wrote it on a card because I was reading it last night. It's, I think it's on my coffee table. Um, the, but this kind of fits the journey to your destiny starts with your thoughts. The right thoughts lead to the right life automatically because you're choosing to look through them and not focusing on them. Yeah, I think it's in, but it essentially says, you know, that what you know, what you know, knew then isn't what you know now. Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to go and get it to, to find it. But whatever you desire to have in life, 
whatever goals you have aspired to achieve in life is up to you to figure out how to navigate it. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just take one step at a time and just keep moving and praying, God, send me some guidance. I need someone, you know, who's where I desire to be, who will, you know, take me under their wing and, you know, give me the real talk that I need. Because a lot of us don't like to hear real talk like this fool coming up over here, you know, telling me that I sound crazy because I challenged his way of thinking. If you want to stay stuck in that box with a narrow mindset, go right on ahead. And you have no one but yourself to blame when life stays like it's been in that box. You can't box yourself in. You can't be afraid to look past what things appear to be right now to what you desire them to become. All of that is within your control to do. Um, and I think I'm trying to think. So what circumstance or relationship in your life right now do you need to stop looking at and instead look through to see what God is doing? And what circumstance or relationship in your life right now do you need to look at what's right instead of seeing only what's wrong? Because that's the other thing, too. It's so easy for us to pick out what's going wrong. But it takes discipline to look at what's going right. Because when you focus on what's going right, it minimizes what's really going wrong. So what's going right? We woke up today. We had a bed to sleep in. We have electricity. We have food to eat. We have clean clothes to put on our backs. We have uh, clean running water. If you have a job to go, th go to, maybe you don't like the job, but at least you have one. What are you doing to get a better job or to do something that ignites fire in your soul? So instead of looking at the negatives, what are the positives? I always say when those negative thoughts come to mind, flip them to a positive, cancel and delete. And the quicker you do that, every time it happens, the easier it becomes to focus on the good things that are happening instead of the bad things that are happening. Because if you focus on the bad things that are happening, what's going to happen? You continue to have bad things happen. And then the good things start becoming dimmer and dimmer and dimmer or more um, distant in the rear view mirror because we're focusing on what's right here instead of looking past it. When you look past something, you're making a conscious decision to see the good amid the bad. It doesn't mean that bad doesn't happen. It doesn't mean you know that you're exempt from going through negative experiences. It's a matter of viewing that negative because every negative experience in life, and I can speak to this from experience, every negative experience in my life had lessons that it taught me, grew me up in some way or other, and healed me in some way or other. But if I would have continued looking through the victim lens I never would have seen that on the other side of all the crap that I was going through, I was going to graduate from college. I, you know, was going to up and root, uproot myself and move to a completely different state. 
I never, if I would have remained right where I was at, I never would have, you know, taken that initial step in leaving my ex-husband because I would have stayed. And I can't even say, cause it was not, it was very uncomfortable. I would have stayed in a comfortable situation because it was familiar to me. And so many of us are so used to our crap that we can't envision a life outside of it. And that is that paralyzes us to a degree because we have to look through it. We can't look at it. You got to look through it, through it, through it, through it. Um, and what circumstance or relationship in your life right now have you dropped your guard? And you know, you need to raise both hands to God, both surrendering to him and fully anticipating victory. Yesterday, I got, I did my live like late. I had two situations that I was dealing with. And then the reality of having launched my podcast. And I was just like, oh my God. And was had a moment of defeat because I was looking at stuff like here instead of looking through it. I was looking at it and allowing what I saw in front of me to overwhelm me to the point where it paralyzed me. And then when, you know, God checked me in my spirit and started sending things to get me to snap out of it, because, and that's the way that God works in my life and probably yours too. If you pause long enough to focus on the messages and instead of saying, well, God doesn't care. He's not answering my prayers. He's answering them. You're just not quieting your mind in your way of being long enough to see and to hear. So the messages he was, he was sending me, you know, was you say you trust me, but here you're stressing about things that are outside of your control. Just stop. Then with the podcast, you're going through all of these what if scenarios that haven't even happened yet. Stop. Instead of looking at this, look at here, because what's going to happen is going to grow you. The podcast is going to give me more confidence. So that way, when I'm speaking on stages in front of thousands of people, I'm not going to be freaked out because a lot of those people will be familiar with me based on the fact that they listen to my podcast. So that's going to get me in front of the people who want to connect and collaborate with me in high places. If I look at just this here, I don't know no famous people. I, you know, then I'm going to stay here and I'm going to limit my reach and my ability to grow as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as a mom. But when I look through it, I'm like, okay, I don't know who's going to listen to my podcast. I don't know, you know, what message is going to resonate with somebody where they reach out and they're like, Hey, I want to, I want us to collaborate on this. I, you know, I sent this to so-and-so or somebody will reach out and say, Somebody sent me this and you know what, girl, we need to get you somewhere to get you talking to some people. But if I would have allowed it to, to keep me here and paralyzed, I'd have tunnel vision instead of looking 
through it to what's on the other side of it. And y'all know those tunnels where you can't see the light at the end of it and it just seems to go on forever and ever and ever. You got to look through it instead of looking at it. Because when you look at it, you become overwhelmed. It increases your anxiety levels and it can paralyze you. And that was me yesterday. And I'm just being real, 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 real. Um, so yeah, so that's what I wanted, you know, to get on here and, and, and say, what are you looking at instead of looking through? What are you trying to control versus releasing control? Because it's outside of your control. We can only control what we think and what we do and the things that we say, what we put on, what we eat. We can't control any outside variables. And the sooner we realize that, the better off we'll be, the less stress we will experience, the more peace we can usher in, the more things we can accomplish. Because instead of looking at it and talking about all the things that can't happen because of your limited perspective, you're going to stunt your growth. And you have nobody to blame but you. Nobody to blame but you, because it was a conscious decision you made to stay here at the, with that tunnel vision. And, you know, I can't see past this. So this must be what my life is. I see so many people post to that effect on a daily basis. They're so self-absorbed that they allow their situation circumstance to consume them. And then get on social media to complain. I tell my daughter all the time, I say, I think they just like to complain. They just want an audience <laughs> to complain too, because that's just not it. That's just not it because they're looking here. They've grown and probably that's what a parent of theirs or aunt or uncle or somebody did taught them how to look right here and just be a chronic complainer about life instead of solving those issues to look past it and gain a different perspective. How can I, how can this grow me? Who can I help once I get to the other side? So you know, that's all I wanted to get on here and say, you know, stop looking at your, at your problems, at life happening, at the situations that you're confronted with. Start looking through them, looking for the lesson in it, how it can help you heal, how it can help you grow into who you need to become for the life that you say you'd like to live. What is that What is that version of you going to require? We can't reach our level of greatness without going through some stuff. And that's just the reality of it. We can want it all we want. And we can avoid all of the tests and trials that come to prepare us for that life, for that look through life. But if you keep trying to avoid it, you'll never reach your level of greatness because you're not open to learning the lessons. Yes, they suck. They hurt. You know, you never expected that relationship to end. Some people are reasons, seasons or lifetime people. When they when they're ready to exit, just let them go. Okay, what did they what did they come into my life to teach? That's where you take stock in where you were when you met them and where you are now. If it was good stuff, 
then it was a good thing. If it was negative stuff, then what crud from your past did they come to help you work through to heal from? Every person that enters our life serves a purpose. It's all about your perspective. Every experience in life serves a purpose to teach you a lesson, to help you heal, to help you grow. So you can become the person you're designed to be, but you'll never know that if you keep looking at it, looking at life happening instead of looking through the situations, looking through the eye of the storm and saying, you know what? Okay. I don't know what's going to happen. This thing, this storm could probably blow me over, but you know what? I'm going to face it head on because on the other side of it, there's got to be something good. You got to shift your perspective on everything, on how you approach everything, the people in your life, the situations in your life, the experiences you've had in your life. Had I allowed my life experiences to keep me here in that never ending tunnel, I don't even know where I'd be. I don't even want to think about where I'd be because I know it wouldn't be a good place, period, period, period. But something in me dug deep and said, you know what? This ain't it. I don't know what's going to happen, but what's the worst thing that can happen? That's my motto in everything in life. What's the worst thing that can happen? You'll never know if you don't look through it, if you don't change your perspective, if you're not open to learning the lessons, to the healing, to the growth. You keep yourself prisoner by choice. So I hope you got value from that outside of, you know, this crazy person over here that was talking um, because he was trying to pitch woo and we don't do that up here. So thank you for tuning in. I may be back later. I may not because it's going to be a very busy day. Um, if you are interested in what I do, because you know I'm trauma life coach and I'm also in network marketing, we have a, an event tonight where it's my event um, that my team and I are doing. And my special guest is um, a millionaire award recipient within my company who is, she had a baby like six weeks and two days ago. And you cannot tell, you cannot tell because she is looking fabulous, fabulous. Um, so she is my guest tonight. Uh, what is it? 5.30 PM Pacific, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern. It's by invite only. You have to message me to get the, uh, to get all the deets, to get up in there, to, to hear what we do. She's been in it a long time and started at zero. And now she's a, she's a millionaire, you know, within the company. So as always, I hope this message challenged you to challenge your thinking a little bit. I hope it added value to you. If you know anyone who could benefit from hearing this, please, please, please share Click the link in my bio for the um, the link to my podcast. Uh, my YouTube, follow me on YouTube. Um, meditations, yoga workouts, motivational stuff. Because I'm all about you know helping my people become mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially healthy. That's my life purpose and my passion. So thanks for tuning in. Have an amazing day, and I'll talk to you soon.